complete the Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. I'm Nathan, and joining me today is Craig. Hello. And Susie. Hello. Hello. And we have... Come back. Oh yeah, we're back. Sorry, we're not dead. That's probably the first important announcement. Um, we are still recording, inverted commas. Um, we're just slack, basically. So, under email feedback, first order of business, Susie, fuck you. <laughs> We are at least as interesting and and way, way funnier, I'll have you know, than those guys. Well, let's not go where those guys are. What? Are you, are you, are you trying to... to compare yourself to another podcast in New Zealand? I'm not. Did you not hear the latest episode? Susie was on the latest episode of what do they call themselves? Skepticism Today. <laughs> and they were interviewing her. Blah, 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 we're the competition. And she's like, oh, you guys are way more interesting than we are. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I um, haven't heard for, it. For the uh, listeners uh, at home, Nathan is pulling the finger at me rather vigorously. I'm waving my fingers around in, the air. in her face. Yeah. Because I think we're very interesting, <laughs> actually. And I think we are way funnier. <laughs> Anyway, okay. moving okay. on to the so actual funniness challenge. It's not really right. f- feedback for our podcast, well, it's feedback was... for their podcast, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> be we funny, don't have be funnier, guys. <laughs> no, don't, because then we won't be the funny one. Right. Um, so, Craig, you had some feedback from Philip. Yes, Philip, our only confirmed listener. <laughs> There's a Hi, few Philip. other people that I know listen. Who, he he was asking, busy. where's the podcast? Because it has been some time since we recorded. Only a couple of months. And uh, we would like to be more regular. And I had yeah. to tell, I had to say to Philip, we're not not doing it. We're not dead. We're guys. not dead. We ain't dead. No. So here we are. We're back. We are. It's all Nathan's fault. With a vengeance. He's got far too many oh, outside yeah. interests. It's really he's, impossible to get him yeah. on a weekend. Yeah. He doesn't even come along to skeptics in the pub anymore. No. I know. I'm slack. He's very slack. Yeah. The, uh, um, notice yes. board. There is apparently a new New Zealand skeptics website, and it's very good. I want to say something like new New Zealand skeptics skeptics website, but right. I couldn't figure out how to make that funny. <laughs> um, skeptics because we're all cool and hip and using the new fancy domain names that you can get now. Apparently, Don't yes, know what's wrong that's with us. The old way of doing things. We're up with the times. And a nice new logo too. And apparently yes, it's yes, great. And I haven't seen it yet. We did agonise over the logo. It took quite some time. That's a good yes, logo. Is it the new logo, um, the one I've seen? Because it's a good yes, logo. It's the kiwi with the green question mark in it. Yeah, it's yes, good. it's very, very cool. Subtle things in it. Professionally designed. Well, it was done by a professional, was it not? Yes, that's what professionally designed would mean. <laughs> well done. Quite literally. Yes, all right. <laughs> so, nice. See, I, th- I thought the one that Rebecca did was was almost as good. Kind of amateurish. You know she listens to our podcast, right? No, I don't believe she does. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, what's also cool, though, is that on the website you can get links to the um, videos on YouTube of the people who spoke at our conference in December. Yes. For the New Zealand Skeptics Conference in December. Um, you could go straight to the YouTube page as well it's on the youtube that's channel true, but uh, but check out the website on your way past it's very cool hmm. and, uh, and actually so there's something that i that i saw in here that i hadn't i hadn't seen before which is very cool and um, perhaps the other podcast mentioned this uh that our um the uncensored magazine 
which is the bunch of um well what we call conspiracy theorists and everything that we have here in new zealand um a little while ago they put up a uh they they said that they'd found some footage of roswell um and so they published this thing and then they've put it up on the web and um somebody at new zealand skeptics has recognized it as footage that was used in a british film uh with ant and deck who are sort of two uh are they geordies possibly well, I'm sorry, I must plead ignorance. I've never heard of them. So in the UK, they're very famous. Right. They were on this kids' TV show called Biker Grange, um, and then they became this like they did a they did a song together, and um, and now they're uh, how oh God, what would you they're they're like um, you know they they have uh, kind like of interview com- people. Comedy duo. They're, they're, they're sort of a comedy duo, and they interview people, and they have TV shows, and they do. I think they may even host like the the UK's version of "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here" or something. "I'm a Celebrity right. in the Forest, Get Me Out of Here." I've not. I've that those kinds of shows. Um, but anyway, they made a movie uh, back in 2006, I think, where uh, about the the stories about these two guys who who claim to have the sort of footage of roswell and the footage that uncensored are have released as the footage of roswell is from their film <laughs> right <laughs> so it's kind of funny fantastic anyway and that was that's all up there on the because so the, the, when, the, when the supposed alien footage came out in the mid 90s it was all very big thing it was mm. like i remember um back on tv3 they, they had um bill ralston was the um was presenting his i guess kind of equivalent current affairs show of Campbell Live and um, there was quite a lot of interest in that about whether actually it was authentic and um, is this the footage from the movie you're talking about no, or something no, else no no this was this was the faked footage of an alien autopsy oh the alien autopsy video. yeah back yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Back the, in the, the, about the 95 one. or something yeah, yeah. and um, yeah it was um, a bit ridiculous really speaking of um, really amazing um, British comedians have mm-hmm. you heard of Philomena Kunk no oh so we need to yeah so she has this um series of videos called moments of wonder mm-hmm. and they are kind of like completely misunderstanding science deliberately and she de- deliberately yes yeah. okay. and she de- so so her real name is diane morgan and um, yeah she's really funny you should check her out okay, okay. philomena kunk Yep. So she's she's done. We'll put a, a link to that in the notes. If she did a video it. about evo- evolution. They're only about four minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, another one about the history of computing, which is completely wrong, but quite funny. Very okay. funny. Good. Well Good. worth looking at. All okay. right. Okay. So that's all the notice board. No, it's not. Susie. Oh. You're uh, going to be talking at Ted. Ted X. I'm sorry, Auckland, Ted X. Not the big Ted. Um, little Ted. Little, little Ted. Ted. <laughs> uh, Susie doesn't even get Ted. that. I d- okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, depending on when this when this podcast goes out, I'll either have already done it, ah. or it'll be coming up in two weeks. Time. When is it? Two, oh, weeks. two weeks. What's the yeah. actual date? Yeah. So we can leave it. Touch and go. Second of May. Now we'll yeah. get that by then. Not even while I've heard it, but. Uh, yeah, but this, okay. and there's actually quite a few ta- scientists talking. Um, Lisa Mattisu Smith from 
Otago is going to be talking about, or her stuff is around um, kind of uh, using people's genetics to understand migration of populations and kind of how people, where people come from mm-hmm. and things. She's going to be talking, um, Sean Hendy's going to be talking about kind of innovation and how we get our economy away from being dependent on farms and stuff. 110 um, bucks. Yeah, it's expensive. Of course, absolutely. Um, the only gutting thing is that it's being held at the Victory um, Convention Center. Huh. Yeah, if I'd known about what that. What is that? What's the big, it's that huge fuck off thing in Auckland that's um, crazy Christians? Yeah. Ah. I didn't even know about that. Ah! I heard of Victory Church, it's a thing. Wow. Yeah, it's on it's oh, just by the motorway. It's massive. Um, it's sort of um Victoria Parky sort of area, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean if you go on the website, it's absolutely yo. Let's not go on the website. Let's move on with uh, the news, maybe. Two thousand two hundred seated auditorium. I bet it's nice though. I'm sure it is very nice. Probably a very, it's... very nice auditorium. But I don't really want them to get everybody's money. money. It's a bit mm. yeah. but anyway. Surely there are other places. Anyway, never mind. There you go. That's yeah, where it is. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so everyone's just going to go to that. So so Sky City doesn't need to build a convention centre. We just <laughs> got the Christians to do it. Yeah. Right. Okay. By tithing. Well, awesome. yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And then they get the money from it anyway. Anyway, news, new items. Susie, new Kansas rules limit spending of welfare benefits. The only reason I thought this was uh, interesting to mention on the podcast is because of what they um, these rules would limit spending of welfare benefits on. Right. And one of them was psychics. Oh, okay. So the idea is that um, Kansas wants to put into uh, place limitations on what people who are on welfare benefits can use that money for. And they aren't the only state. There are actually lots of states already that do this. Um, are there already not sort of basic restrictions? I mean, they're not allowed to buy alcohol or cigarettes or anything like that? Or how, is do they, well, how do they police this? Yeah, exactly. So um, it's... I don't know, maybe I'm thinking of food stamps. Is food stamps a whole different thing? I believe so. Okay. Um, how do, okay, so then how do, the, how do they police that? How do they know whether you're spending your welfare benefit on, on a psychic or whether you're borrowing 20 bucks off your mate to buy it to go and see a psychic? Yeah, so the, so that's a good it's a good question, and I'm not sure how this um, yeah, how how this actually works. Whether you uh, you know whether you get money in your bank or whether there's uh, I'm not clear how they how they works, but they want. So it sounds like they might get a it might be that they get a card. Ah, oh, right. That okay. You're allowed. Okay. So so in the article it says that it's difficult to track how often cash assistance is used. Uh, for items on the state's new list because recipients can use their benefit cards to obtain cash. Right. right. The law will limit ATM withdrawals of cash assistance to $25 a day. Right. So if you're a cheap psychic, you could... Yeah, or you could save up. Right. But anyway, so it says that hmm. they... So they basically don't want you to be able to go to concerts, get a tattoo, buy lingerie, or see a psychic. Lingerie seems a bit extreme. I guess it depends Can't whether it's buy nice things for yourself. Well, that 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 is one of the things that I guess people um, uh, it's classed as a luxury good. It I is, suppose. yeah. So, what is a luxury good nowadays? And frankly, who you know should 
be- welfare beneficiaries be able to spend the money on what they like or not and i can kind of see both sides of the argument i can see things it's bad like, enough being poor yeah. and broke if you can't buy you know i mean sometimes you know cigarettes and alcohol is the only way to mm. deal with that kind or of psychic life. services or to psychic tell services. you <laughs> we look for a job <laughs> um, i don't know by laundry <sighs> do they worry that you're going to go into prostitution i'm not sure probably it's texas <laughs> I mean, probably they worry because that's the sort of thing that... Yeah, but surely if you sign up as a prostitute, you get the uniform for free. <laughs> anyway, the the idea is that um, they want to limit... I mean, they want to be in control of what people should spend their money on and it should be necessities. But, you know, who, who decides what necessities are? Yeah. So I, I, I've been on the benefit a few times in my life. And okay, tell us about it, Nathan. Well, I'm just sort of thinking from the point of view is... If they told me that I couldn't go out you and couldn't buy, spend it on buy a, games. Bo- a board game, for example. Yeah. Well, God damn it, I, I don't want my taxes being spent on your board games. Right. But then I, and I turn around and say, okay, look at all these people on the benefit who go and have parties every weekend, every other weekend, buying huge amounts of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. They spend it on cigarettes. Why shouldn't I be able to spend it on board games? Well, I think the whole point is you shouldn't spend it on board games or cigarettes or alcohol. Really? You should spend it on... So basically you're a fascist is what you're saying. <laughs> I tried to get on the benefit once and they wouldn't let me. Why, did you have too much savings or something? <laughs> too much money. <laughs> no, no. Like, you just looked too dodgy. In my, in my early 20s, I didn't have a job and but had been doing some work for a company uh. and they deemed that because I could, because I was like, I could write computer software. I could go and find work work easily. And so I wasn't allowed on the benefit, even though I didn't actually have a job. That's weird. Anyway, that was my experience. Okay. Yeah, it's a... It's an interesting... As I say, I can kind of see both sides. Um, But frankly, what I would like... I mean, the you know, having lived in a country that doesn't have benefits they're so important you know you can't let people starve on the street yeah. frankly and 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 i mean the way things are going in some economies you know the poor are just getting poorer and poorer and the rich are getting richer and richer and there's this it's it's kind of horrible that we aren't doing anything about the way just the way our societies work that deals with that inequality mm. and the mm-hmm. fact that rich people can go around and say well you can't spend your money on you know tattoos or something i mean uh, mm. just well it's only going to get worse yeah well the stuff coming out of the uk at the moment is incredible <clears throat> they're like a million people are using food banks right uh and it uh, and this is all these these kind of austerity measures and all this sort of stuff that happened after the big financial crisis where the people who caused the financial crisis are the ones who've benefited from it and are continuing to benefit from it and everyone else is absolutely mm. screwed and it just seems kind of so yeah. unjust i think maybe the bigger yeah. issue is not so much what people can and can't spend their their money on it's how they choose to apportion the money but i wasn't starving i had food Okay. I had enough petrol to get myself around to job interviews. And if I had extra money, I don't think I was buying board games back then, but that's a good example. Right? <laughs> that so that addiction have... has increased slowly in time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got like 270-something right. board games. Um, so if I save up, you know, 20 bucks a week and I save up enough to buy myself a nice board game or a computer game or whatever, then it's not that... It, 
the issue is more families that are spending all their money on alcohol and cigarettes and gambling. Mm. Maybe I don't know. I don't have any stats. Yes. While do the, do, yeah. the do kids, those companies exist? The um, kids aren't getting exist. breakfast. You know, mm. we know that's happening. Kids are going to school. They're not having any breakfast. Mm. So the issue is not what you're spending it on. It's what you're not spending it on. IMO. I'm not a, an expert. That's yeah. just based on what. Anyway, my, my um, opinion about it going to get worse is based upon the fact that at some point in the possibly near future, there will be a lot of pe- there will be mass unemployment because because of robots. Right. Hmm. You're not going to like that. Uh, um, and seriously, seriously, I mean, they are going to the. The, but this has happened so many of, times. Uh, this is ha- this is what happened with uh, uh, mechanization of things. You yeah. know, suddenly all workers lost their jobs and they yeah, went got exactly. jobs somewhere else. But it, eventually. Yeah, but, but eventually, but eventually, there's going to be so much that robots can do that just completely displace. Here's here's an alternative workers. scenario. Then, what if we get to the point then where robots literally do everything? Yeah, and all that's left is for us to. Watch TV and write operas and sure, sure. play board but games. How, do, how does the economy change in order to be able to fund that? That's so an interesting that, question. I read so a, a cool short story can, about that uh, yeah. online years ago that basically covered that question. The society was. So is this? Are these robots going to be so intelligent that they'll have all original thought, and so people like me will be out of a job? Yeah, well, that's, well, you know, well, this is the, the thing. Probably, the, the, probably not in the near future, no. but it might happen knows. eventually. But the the scenario I was reading about was more. The robots are doing all the work, yeah. and everyone else is just doing the the fun stuff, the okay. science, the writing, the making TV. Maybe I don't know. You know that sort okay. of thing. So creative stuff would still be done by people, but they wouldn't be being paid for it. What? Well, there's no need. There's no pay. No one gets paid. You just go. You want a TV? You just dial up a TV, and a robot makes it, and then a robot drops it off to you. Who are you okay. paying? Right? Okay. This doesn't sound like a world that's going to exist. <laughs> Uh, I'm simplifying. Well, robot, well, obviously. yeah, but there, is, there will still be because the robots who will make be money. Think about Star Trek. I mean, it's, they haven't necessarily explained it either. But there's, there's theoretically, there's no money. This in, utilitarian in... is that the right word? Utilitarian. Um, well, explain the, the concept. The, okay, a world where everything is fab and and the no, 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 utopia. No, no, no. It's more. It's more that they just they don't have a, a current a money economy. Basically, no one gets paid for working on a starship. They just get all Despite the, the fact it's a dangerous work. Yes, I don't know. Right. They do it because they love it. I don't know. Do they really not get paid for it? No. They state as much in some episodes. Okay. Yeah. And then you get, okay. of course, to Deep Space Nine where everyone's paying for everything in gold press latinum because everyone else does use money. It's just yeah. Starfleet, basically. And, and right. um, the Federation doesn't use money. Yeah. Anyway, okay. going off topic a little bit. Actually, it's sort of... Um... <laughs> Speaking of money, that sort of also links to this lovely story that uh, about Gwyneth Paltrow, yes. who was trying to um, <laughs> live on food stamps for for a week and she failed. People she managed are, four days. Yeah, mocking so, her a lot for that. Yeah. I've seen that. So that's thirty eight dollars fifty New Zealand a day. A day? No, no. A, a week. A week. A week. Jesus. Yeah. Thirty eight dollars a day. I could probably do. Yeah. But there's a picture of the stuff that she actually bought. With lots of limes. organic seven limes, yes, yeah, limes, eggs, and basically what she's come along and said, I see now that it's actually hard to live on this kind of stuff and eat well. 
Although, hang on, hang on, hang on. This $38.50 apparently is not what you're expected to live on no, it's by food. itself. This is it's it's a a, additional additional assistance uh, to top up your food budget. Yes. Right, okay. But anyway, what she bought was... This is the, oh, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Yeah. And you basically can't buy huge amounts for that what's just really sad is this woman is earning so you know has so much money mm. why doesn't she top up this um you know she said she goes oh god it's really hard like yeah but all the other families don't have the option of just now going back to their normal lives i don't yeah. know there's something a bit sick about this yeah i've seen an article about that too where um they were criticizing these people who do i'm going to be homeless for a week or i'm going to live on a, a budget for a month and they were like well fuck you guys because you know I don't know. I can't remember what the actual point was, but yeah. But it's... don't you think though, people experiencing that at least get some sort of idea about what it's like, even if in the, at the end of the week they can go back to their normal lives. At least they do get some yeah, appreciation. But I think the question was sort of what, what good have they it? actually done? What difference has it made? You know, well, it depends. I, I mean, guess, you, you could argue that they they're they're, they're publicising that in a certain way because they're a famous person and they're drawing attention to it. I'll um, see if I can find the article and I'll. Yes. Come back anyway. to it. But next thing in the list, which I can't actually see because my computer's crashed. This is again. you talking about vaccinations in Australia. So, the uh, Tony Abbott government, and everyone's thinking I'm going to say something bad about them, um, have decided, well, it might be bad, maybe your point of view, I don't know. Um, they're cutting a certain benefit to families if children don't get vaccinations which I think we've talked about before, actually. We've talked about uh, restricting benefits to people um, if their kids, if they don't get the kids vaccinated and things like that. So it's uh, still loading because computer sucks. So they but can lose up to $11,000 of welfare benefits a year under the new government policy. Yeah, and my understanding that... is it's a very specific, like it's a childcare thing that... I've seen that number vary from $2,000 to four thousand dollars to eleven thousand dollars a year right so it possibly is different you might be entitled to different amounts depending on how much you earn well they are talking about welfare benefits i suppose so maybe that's kind of the maximum for somebody who's sort of completely dependent upon welfare that Mm. they would they would receive Um, and maybe that's over multiple children as well who knows yeah that's true (coughs) so the idea is is, as i understand it is that that is a um, it's like an extra childcare benefit that everyone's entitled to, or nearly everyone's entitled mm. to. So people aren't getting their entire welfare cut, they're still getting their money, but there's this extra thing that you can pay for babysitters or what I guess what not out of. Um, and if you don't have vaccinations, then you don't get this money, mm. which kind of seems fair to me. Um, I mean, it, it's it's not necessarily addressing the issue completely, but it is something, and it is reasonably fair from the discussions that I've seen people having about it. But it still has a, it has a, um, if we think about the populations of people who don't vaccinate. It's not necessarily the poor a large, people. Exactly, and a large number of them before. are those who are fairly wealthy. Yes. And, you know, and this isn't, this, they don't care. Like yeah, I think there's two there's two separate populations of people who don't vaccinate. There's the wealthy, misinformed people yeah, who think that vaccinations are dangerous, and then there <laughs> are the, the <laughs> then there are the 
poor people who don't get to take the kids to the doctor because they're mm. yeah stressed out or they can't afford to um yeah. have the transport to get the kids there mm. and this would seem to be kind of punishing those those people mm. um and, and i i'm all in favor of uh uh incentivizing people to actually get their kids vaccinated because obviously the the science is behind it and mm. well how much and, is that of that is phrasing you could say the incentive is if you get your kids vaccinated then you get this extra bonus childcare bonus uh, mm. money you know yeah but it all come, probably comes down to a zero sum game that the only way they can fund that is by taking it off other people well it's not or really t- taking, it, taking it away to make it seem like you're getting it back when, it, when you do this yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just saying that you know I don't um, yeah. I've heard arguments but for they both have, ways but but the government here have shied away from having a similar policy mm. yeah Maybe it's the sort of thing that Tony Abbott can do because he's a dick and everyone hates him anyway. <laughs> oh, let's just do vaccines. Right. Mate. Maybe. Maybe. Speaking of Tony Abbott. Oh, really? More Tony Abbott? <laughs> um, yeah. So a while ago, uh, well, the um, Abbott government started slashing and burning at the science budget in Australia. Right. And they uh, um, abolished quite a lot of uh sort of organizations involved in things like animal ethics but they also got rid of the climate commission who um presumably were well who were who are pro the scientific you know consensus on climate change uh and they uh, this climate commission felt that what they did was so important so they were they cost 1.5 million Australian dollars in annual operating costs and so the government was like this is too much getting rid of you and lots of other things well just completely getting rid of them yeah not like slashing so, their budget or no they, they basically got rid of them um, and so <sighs> they relaunched themselves as the climate council um, after um, uh, crowdfunding so okay. Australians chipped in and said actually we think these guys are important so it's sort of interesting that the Australian government had just turned around and given four million dollars. I don't want to hear to the rest of this sentence. A uh, essentially a climate um, denier to establish a new centre at the University of Western Australia. <laughs> Rage face. <laughs> yeah. So, what is the University of Western Australia thinking, having oh, such a? Don't know. So under academic freedom, but maybe can have yeah. some. Yeah. Anyway, so apparently he's somebody who doesn't believe we should be taking any steps to mitigate climate change. That's his whole platform, is it? Uh, seems to be. We shouldn't be doing um, anything. Yeah. Well, give me money. Yeah, and he's got some money, but you know, this—I mean—that fits the Australian government's agenda. The current very Australian well. government. Current Australian government's agenda yes. very well. But there you go. So they're pro-vaccination, but anti. Uh, anti doing anything about climate change. climate change yeah yeah not surprised oh dear okay let's no move silly on to australians else. um what's that one now are you a placebo effect responder or a non-responder Susie, this sounds interesting yeah this Can is one have very different... cool i had never really even thought about this and then there was a paper out um over the last uh week or so and 
it makes perfect sense so what they're talk what they're trying to raise awareness of is the fact that you know the placebo effect is a clearly a real thing right yes yeah yeah, yeah. um where essentially our beliefs uh and expectations about getting wetter uh, wetter getting better, <laughs> getting better. Make you moist <laughs> um there's a freudian slip <laughs> uh see funnier <laughs> inadvertently funnier okay so our our expectations about getting better you know manifest in a physical in physical changes yes and a lot of these but that's are not all of those areas, areas because the placebo effect works on animals and surely do they have an expectation <laughs> of being now you say better? that and people use the term placebo effect in a very broad sense and they, they're talking about things like when you're treating animals as well i'm not sure i count that as the placebo effect per no se. that's just regression placebo to the and, stuff like well, that. and oh. confirmation bias and things like that right yeah but, but isn't it about also about paying attention to the the animal and actually giving them some, yeah and that helps possibly yes i don't know anyway right, let me on. tell you anyway, my sorry story. Tell i story. things okay i will just see my so muffin. we know that some of the things that help mediate the placebo effect are around um, signaling pathways in the brain, especially things to do with pathways involving dopamine and serotonin and things. So we also know that people differ genetically in some of the genes involved in these pathways, mm -hmm. right? So there's a great example in this paper that there's an enzyme that metabolizes dopamine and it's thought that about a quarter of Caucasians have got a change in this enzyme that reduces its, its activity. So now Making is you less susceptible. So no, so right. so so if you've got this, you've got an, an enzyme that metabolizes dopamine, and some people have an enzyme that doesn't metabolize dopamine as well. Okay, so they actually end up having higher levels of dopamine in their brain. Oh. And so there's been some studies done where uh, they were doing trials on people there's one in particular they talk about about irritable bowel syndrome where they're trying to reduce the severity of the symptoms and they also carried out a genetic analysis of the people in the trial and they found that people who had this low activity version of this gene so that they they metabolize the dopamine i guess more slowly they had the greatest placebo response and people that had Hang the on, highest say that again. the people that had the lowest so if you've got an enzyme that's that that doesn't metabolize dopamine as well, so you've got more of it. You've got more dopamine in your brain. Yeah. You have a higher higher reaction to the placebo, placebo effect. Yeah. Oh, that's almost and the opposite of what I would have thought. So, so no, no, isn't, you, so isn't more... dopamine the light, the the pleasure? No, that's well, dopamine is one of the. Um... It's the the painkillery one, isn't it? But isn't it kind of the reward hormone? Uh, let's have a look. No. Um... Is dopamine the reward one? Oh, it's just yeah, one of the one of the reward ones. Um So would that also mean then that well, but things that you did that gave you rewards, you would feel more strongly and for longer? Possibly. Yes. Right. Yeah. But they also found in the same trial that people who had the high activity enzyme, so are metabolizing their dopamine faster, had the lowest placebo response. And so the point is, actually, is there a whole, are we, do we have placebo non-responders and responders mm. based on their genetics? And it was something, it was a sort of aspect of the placebo response I had never even thought of before. 
Um, and what they're saying is that, so that in fact, they've looked from the studies that have been done on people in placebo controlled trials and looking at genetics, it looks like there's at least 10 genes that might have a similar effect. So where you might be, which will have an effect on whether you respond higher, better or worse to the placebo effect. Mm. Um, and so they're sort of talking about, you know, what are the implications of this? And to things like trials, it's kind of interesting. So, you know, if you don't know what people's genetics are, those people might not, you know, you do a trial and you've got, you know, you've got your placebo group and you've got your medicine group. Um, you might not have the non-responders and the responders spread evenly throughout the groups. Right. So it's sort of right. something yeah, yeah, yeah. that could impact on our... They on need our, to be randomised. Yeah. Right. But whether they but would they end up being... Do you necessarily if you end don't up know, with an you know, equal number? And also, they're just talking about, um, you know, that maybe if, you know, would people who were high responders for the placebo effect, would they actually need less drugs? Like, could you give them a low dose of a drug mm. because their their um, ability to respond well to placebo means that those, you know, that they might not yeah. need as much of a right. drug. Anyway, it's just it was something that I read that but I hadn't ever thought about. But presumably, only for only for conditions that would actually respond to the right. Well, there, yes, yes, there is absolutely that. Um, but it just yeah, it was, it's, it's not going to cure your cancer. No. Um, it's mostly about pain and yeah, feeling better, isn't it? Yeah. But I just thought it was kind of interesting that it was something that I'd never, hmm. it never even occurred to me. But it's fairly obvious when you start thinking about it that mm. so there will be, be variation. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. There you go. Mm. Very good. Okay. So discussion of evolution and God. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, this could be. A what big, did we miss? This could be a big thing. So skeptics in the pub that has just been the week that's passed. The topic um, was uh, evolution and God. Um, and it was evolutionary, evolutionary biology from a Christian perspective. Um, so I went along. Who was the speaker? This was um, Zachary Adun, who is a PhD candidate at the University of Auckland in microbial genomics and is an evangelical Christian. Was he in the RSS? I've seen uh, his name yeah. on Facebook. Yes, yes he is. Um, so I went along <coughs> and listened, and it was actually quite popular. There were, I think, about 40 people there um, and uh, not as many supporters of his side of things uh, turned up as I would have uh, expected mm -hmm. only about four or five people but it did seem to bring along a lot of um, people who I hadn't seen before so perhaps it was sort of a a, um, a magnet for um, atheists to come and listen to um, a Christian talk about um, evolution and of course we all think about um, Christians and evolution being evolution deniers and young earth creationists, but no, this guy definitely wasn't. Um, so yeah, it was it was quite interesting, and it went on for quite some time. Um, we started at uh, seven thirty, and I think the talk finished. did all the discussion. Well, well, the talk was intermingled with questions and um, and discussion arising from those questions. So uh, the talk started at seven thirty. I think we finally left about ten o'clock. Wow. Right. Yeah. So um, yes, it went on for quite some time. Um, it, it the 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 big points um, that he was arguing uh, were that uh, we should be skeptical of naturalism, and because uh, well, so yeah, so the 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 main thrust of his argument 
well, one of the arguments he made, which is quite interesting, which obviously, well, I didn't agree with. So he, he has this, has this for an argument. Um, premise one, the evolution of human traits is unexpected given naturalism. So the evolution of human, human traits. traits. So he's talking about consciousness, uh, I guess, uh, morality, all that sort of stuff. So I, okay. I would disagree with that. Did he try and that. back that up with anything? Because that just seems ludicrous to me. Hmm. Um, I think that's... I, I, mean, I don't think it's a premise that everybody would agree It's an unstated major on. premise, right? Yeah. He's assuming, or a, a begging the question, he's assuming the premise. Yeah, maybe. And so his second premise is the evolution of human traits is less unexpected given theism. So he's arguing that evolution happened with God was, well, guiding well, it. If there was a God, then God would give us these human traits. Assuming God right. used evolution, sure. is what he was, sure, what sure, he was sure. saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And but therefore, what? the evolution of human traits is evidence for theism. Okay. No. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I... But it falls I, down on the first hurdle, doesn't it? Well, I, I think so, because I, I, I don't think everybody would agree with the premise. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You have to establish that that is the case first. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but you yeah, know, it was it was interesting. The um, so what he's he's not he's not a young earth creationist. He thinks that somehow God used evolution in order to guide um, guide evolution in order to produce humans. Um, okay. Well, that, that in many respects that is a, a. I mean, he's doing a he's doing a PhD in evolutionary microbiology. So. Yes. So what what his, what his but he just, area of interest? He's a, he's a designer kind of thing, right? Yeah. There's... So yeah. So one of the examples he gave was the um, the analogy of of trans well changing um, say a sequence of letters into another sequence of letters. So mm -hmm. taking the word word and turning it into gene, and how you can go about changing a single letter at a time mm -hmm. in order to get to to gene from word by going along the way making valid words yeah. so that's easy to do and so he would he used the example that say a young earth creationist to say well coming up with um, gene from word is extremely unexpected because it requires 26 letters to sort of all yeah. be randomly arranged with sort of one in 500,000 chance of, of mm -hmm. getting to gene from word whereas when you take natural um, selection to account then essentially things get locked in along the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but then he gave an, a, 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 an example of taking the word sentence and how to get to genomics and that there weren't any sort of um, pathways along the way. And so he was kind of hinting at uh, support for um, irreducible complexity and intelligent design. And so I asked the question, well, so what are you saying? That God somehow got in there and fiddled with things along the way in order to guide things towards that particular outcome and yeah that seems to be what what he's thinking so so his his area of research that he's interested in it would seem to be the the mechanics of evolution how they actual how evolution actually happens in terms yeah. of how mutations happen and so on um yeah so uh yeah, so there was lots of lots of arguments, uh, lots <laughs> of questions, um, and he kept bringing it back to. Um, I mean, the the talk was about evolution and God, 
but he kept talking about um, Jesus as in the historical Jesus and so I kind of brought up the, the fact that uh, that there are at least some people who disagree about whether Jesus was an historical character or not, uh, whether he even existed. So, um, which, of course, is, well, he says is a is a minority view amongst um, scholars. So I'm I don't sure know. that it is necessarily, but yeah. So, but well, hang on. So I'm confused now. So he thinks Jesus did it and not God did no, it. No, no. What? Well, I think in Jesus the Trinitarian view in Christianity, Jesus, that Jesus is God. Is God. Don't you even know? So, better question would have been, what what was Jesus for? If well, evolution happened, so presumably the Garden of Eden was just a story. Yeah. So, so and therefore, I, where's sin? So, one of the questions I asked was that I, I, I said, I said, well, the big the big elephant in the room for skeptics is that um, many, well, many Christians that we sort of combat against are sort of a young earth creationist view that um, God created everything and evolution didn't happen and and so how, how does he how does he explain that well he's he's quite he seems to be quite happy with the timeline of the universe and that the universe is 13.8 billion years old and that the that um, the earth is 4.5 billion years old and he even talked about um, an analogy where if you had a a 20 meter long piece of string then uh which was the whole of the earth's history so 4.5 billion years then the amount of the length of string where um, humans have been around would be um 0.9 of a millimeter right so 0.9 of a millimeter out of um 20 meters is a fairly insignificant uh, <coughs> length of time so what was the point of so that? so the point so so the question i ask is well if if jesus is central to the the universe and so on then why did it take him so long to turn up so and his answer to that was that even even if something he, he compared it to a plot twist in a movie in that if uh if you have <laughs> say a movie going along and leading up to a wedding and uh at the wedding the um the 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 celebrant says well do you do you take this woman and the guy says no i don't then that's a plot twist and that it may occur way later in the movie but the that particular plot twist um is explained by everything that came before it and so why that kind of kind of analogy he was drawing between Jesus, um, is, a Jesus plot twist. is a plot twist for the, the whole universe was essentially leading up to, to Jesus coming along. So, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, no, it was it was interesting. Um, uh, I I also raised the rejection that that oh one of the, one of the things that you were saying was that one of the um, one of the sort of traditional um, things that scientists and skeptics would say is that well we we know science works science works therefore it's, it's trustworthy he a lot of, um there was a lot of sort of objection about um having faith and having trust and skeptics would claim that we don't have faith and we trust science we don't have faith in science uh his his opinion is that faith and trust are synonyms and, then he's and, using the wrong word yeah Faith doesn't mean trust. It means believing in things without evidence. There's yeah, exactly. two different words. Exactly. They just yep. sound the same. Yep. Jesus Christ. Anyway, 
<laughs> just pisses me off when people say that. Yeah. Um, so I raised I raised the uh, point that um, there's no evidence for a soul. Um, so mm-hmm. so the, what what led to that was that he was claiming that Christianity works. And in that, it's evidenced by the fact that Christianity has led to art and to human rights and to science. And to crusades. <laughs> and to and, studying and so, homosexuals. So all the, all the scientists in the past were generally Christian. And um, so somebody brought up that uh, that correlation is not causation. Yes. Um, well. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and if the, you look back to the 300 years. This is suggesting that science didn't happen in countries that that didn't have Christianity, no, which is no, also bullshit. Yeah. Um, one of the, the disappointing things there was that there were a lot of um, people who were bringing up arguments that um, weren't good arguments against Christianity or against naturalism. And there was, seemed to be a lot of um, people in the audience who had these sort of weird, um, weird objections to Christianity. Uh, and there were some people who got pretty strident. It wasn't me. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh, no. I wasn't there. Um, uh, so, so his one of the things he kept coming back to was that if you're going to attack Christianity, you have to be able to um, attack the historical that Christianity is a historical religion that it arose out of the facts of Jesus that Jesus arose, rose what? from the grave and so on, and that that if you're going to attack Christianity, then you essentially have to be able to disprove that. Well, that's kind of this, fairly... Sorry, this, this chap is a university student, is he? Yeah. yeah. Right. I think it's Somewhat interesting. intelligent, did he seem at all? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's and obviously... Yes. He's got a belief that Jesus existed and rose from the grave, and so people said, well, okay, so where's where's the evidence? Why, why were there not um, lots of writings around the time of Jesus about that in secular yeah. literature that that say that there was this amazing guy who did all these amazing things mm. and and rose from the grave and yeah oh because they were in the pay of big somebody who <laughs> big would have satan probably big... right yeah, <laughs> yeah. um also this, raised this... also raised was um uh somebody asked whether he thought that he would be a christian if he wasn't born in a christian country mm, and um, question yeah and, and then that's and the, what did he say? Yeah, he, yeah, he thought maybe he probably would be um, a Muslim if if he was born in an Islamic country. And yeah, I, I don't know whether I don't know what the implications of that are for him. Um, but well, they're quite but, big, are they? Cause yeah, well, you'd think so. Kind of... You'd think so. I mean, ninety nine percent. He didn't elucidate. No, well, ninety nine percent of people who who are born into a religion stay in that religion. They don't. Yeah. But navigate to the or to the one true religion of Christianity from yeah. from Islam. You so. mean Islam? One true religion. Oh, of sorry. Islam. Is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> they got more numbers. Anyway, so, so yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. Well, so yeah. I I sort of came to the conclusion that um, he for him he had a huge number of rationalizations. Uh, as to how to fit his Christianity into, into his science. Into his science. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and lots of um, people do this. Yeah, a lot of people do that. And um, and I don't think you could ever argue anybody out of it. Hmm. Well, 
I used to be a yeah, I know, but you were a yes, but you were a creationist. You mm. were a you're a creationist game player, not a creationist. You know, you're saying scientist. I wasn't scientist sciencey enough. One of the um, uh, one of the quotes he used was a Richard Dawkins quote, and the quote he put <laughs> up was. In a universe of electrons and selfish genes, blind physical forces and genetic replication, some people are going to get hurt, other people are going to get lucky, and you won't find any rhyme or reason to it in it, nor any injustice. The universe that we observe has precisely the properties we should expect if there is, at bottom, no design, no purpose, no evil, no good, nothing but pitiless indifference. So that is a quote from River Out of Eden, Adawit. A Darwinian view of life, which is a book by Richard Dawkins, and I think he took that quote out of context because there's actually a really interesting sentence before it. In that, um, let me read the sentence before that quote: "The total amount of suffering per year in the natural world is beyond all decent contemplation." During the minute that it takes me to compose this sentence, thousands of animals are being eaten alive. Many others are running for their lives, whimpering with fear. Others are slowly being devoured from within by rasping parasites. Thousands of all kinds are dying of starvation, thirst and disease. It must be so. If there ever is a time of plenty, this very fact will automatically lead to an increase in the population until the natural state of starvation and misery is restored. Hmm. And then it goes on to in a universe of electrons and selfish genes, blind physical forces, blah, blah, blah. So putting that into context, reading <coughs> the the stuff before it makes hmm. makes Dawkins sound much more sort of compassionate about it in that hmm. he's explaining that huh. that this is the way the world is because of the way evolution works and that, hmm. that we get this huge increase in populations and and things get culled. But this is one of the things that I find so amazing about people, right? Is somehow we think we're outside of that. Yeah. Yes. Like, this is how population, this is. This is how nature works. And when you use up all your resources and you, um, you know. Well, not if you keep having babies. Not if God provides. Because God will just give us more oil. You say that in one. Either that or the rapture is coming. Yeah, well, that too. Yes. This has been a huge new find of oil in the UK. See, told you. <laughs> oh, so, somebody, oh, I think I saw on PZ Meyer's blog about some um, Christian who'd invented a rapture detector. <gasps> oh really? my God. A rapture we should, detector. We should find that and use it in another podcast. Yeah, it was, that, it was a device that attached to a Christian and it, and if it disappears, the Christian disappears, <laughs> and so the rapture, what? the rapture alarm goes off. Okay, so it's not, a, it's not a de- okay, not a detector in the sense that you see it coming, but no, it'll no, let no, you know if the rapture happens. happened. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Anyway. Okay. Yes. Anyway, so that's my rant about the skeptics in the pub, and and Zach, if Zach actually listens to this, I hope I didn't misrepresent his views. If you did. He's quite welcome to come in and be interviewed. I think we'll yeah. all, uh, we'll all be okay with that. Indeed. Or he could just send us some, yeah, send us some emails, and we could read his point of view out. Sure, and we could do it remotely like that. So, um, okay. So I was, I found an article which I thought would be interesting. It's about a cortical modem. And before everyone gets super excited, like I did, it's not a modem in the sense that you. Th- think necessarily it's more so it's nothing like the picture 
where you can look into okay. somebody's eye and see uh, essentially what's a printed circuit board. Uh, it is it is more like the picture. So when I say, when I think of a cortical modem, I'm thinking of a device that lets me interact with my computer. But what this is more is um, one way. It's a neural interface. It allows for the visual display of information. It is an it is an implant, and it goes on your cortex, uh, your visual cortex, um, and it essentially allows for a um, for a display to inject it directly into your into your cortex. Right. Uh, which is fantastic, um, but not quite as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Um, and the other thing about it, of course, is that uh, well, it's quite cheap. Uh, it's ten dollars. Well, they they, well, reckon, they reckon it's going to cost about ten dollars potentially. Uh, short yeah. cur- sorry, sorry. Okay, the short term goal of the project is the development of a device about the size of two stacked nickels, with a cost of goods on the order of ten dollars. Um, but and the fidelity of the early model is they think it's going to be something like an early LED digital clock. Right. So you're about to get letters and numbers right. maybe scrolling across your vision. And I'm all for that. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> um, and I've, I'm going to put my name down for one. Um, because, yeah, I mean, it could tell you the time. It could tell you when you get a text message. It could show you the text message on your face while you're driving, you know. Um, <laughs> and that wouldn't be distracting at all. <laughs> well, well, by the time this um, technology comes around, we won't be driving anyway. We'll driving. have drivers on cars. Yeah, oh, that's what sure. everybody keeps telling us. And well, well, they've had one drive across the whole of the United confident. States. Mm. Yeah, yeah the technology covered there. that. But, yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, I just like the idea. I mean, this is this is um, something that I'm I'm all in favour of. So, have you seen Microsoft's Hololens? As a um, contact lens right no no no, essentially it's the vr goggles okay but it's like they've got this this project that they're producing this technology where essentially you'll wear this thing and everything will sort of appear and sort of 3d oh i've seen it's interesting to watch the video video. you see the guy playing minecraft on his table yeah and he's building the blocks and stuff Yeah, yeah 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 Um, but this is this is cooler because this will oh, like, I'm sure. eventually sure. this will allow you to do that inside your head. Yeah, maybe they'll be able to inject it. To re- well, I don't see why not. Frankly, well, they're not getting into my brain. Uh, well, yep, I've already put my name down. <laughs> haven't actually, <laughs> really? Haven't actually, but you I would. Um, then I, well, I would. I would honestly. And speaking of far fetched things, did you see about the um, the head transplant? Yeah, I didn't actually read the articles about that. I'm not quite sure what they're getting at there. They're going to transplant and somebody's reckon, head onto somebody else's body. Yeah, but they reckon he's going to go mad and die or something, don't yeah. they? Well, well someone, they reckon someone that was... the body's going to reject the head. The head. The, so uh, it's going to be a fate worse than death, apparently. That's what they said. Fate, fate worse, worse than death. Right. So I don't yeah. know what's up with that. But um, no, I'm all for the idea of, of neural implants and being able to eventually communicate with your computer. Right. So, yeah. And maybe they'll work on other centers of the brain as well. Pleasure centers. And... I, I, More of that later. I hadn't thought of that, actually. Um, yeah, I suppose you could. <laughs> See, people won't be able to know when you're watching porn because this is going to be piped directly into your brain. Oh, you could just watch porn all day at work. Yeah, but no, 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 no. What is the point of watching porn? If you can't do anything I guess. about it. Exactly. Yeah. It's to masturbate, right? Why, yeah, yeah, why? Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. get why people are watching it well, on trains. Well, if you're sitting in a disc. Oh, Nathan, don't be disgusting. <laughs> just... Anyway, <laughs> carrying uh, on to Wu Zealand. Oh yeah, let's do that. 
Susie and I, I think this is Susie, is it? Susie, weight loss blogger quits. Yeah, I just thought this was great. There's a, a woman who apparently has been uh, blogging about her um, weight loss and uh, she's decided to equip. God, what is wrong with me today? She has decided to chocolate. quit <laughs> um, blogging about weight loss because she's not a health professional. Okay. Uh, or an expert in any kind she has just someone who has lost weight and yep. the, in a way that has worked for her and she's basically put up a blog post saying she's realized she is crossing into dangerous territory when she started being um, approached by companies who want to pay her to advertise products on her blog and she's wow. like actually yeah exactly well done you know she's not qualified she doesn't have a health science or nutrition degree she uh, is like you know nope I'm, I'm out of here and, she's, uh, a, she's a testimonial that's all <clears throat> yeah and what she said is that um that she's had lots of people sending her emails saying you know <clears throat> please please like you know help me with this and she's like man you guys need to go and see a doctor yeah. and you know she's mm. come to the realization that what she's running are as she puts them inflated opinion pieces and and that um people need to go and see a doctor and a nutritionist, not somebody, you know, because what well, worked for her isn't going to work for, for everyone else. And so, yeah. Good well done. That, man. Well done, government goth. Pro. Yeah, we're very pleased. Okay. And Craig, Scientology want to give me driving lessons. <laughs> I need this. Don't, don't let Stephen hear this. <laughs> He'll send me off anything that will make me drive. <laughs> right. Well, so there was an article today um, in on and stuff about how there's a uh, trust called the um rule education, education trust who are providing huh. um church of synetology yeah so the there's misspelled it in the article so there's yeah charity called the rule education trust which is run by david rule um and is delivering driver's license courses to aucklanders in need using now, the teaching methodology of the country. Yeah, so so I, I I'm in two minds about this. I mean, it seems like the guy is doing some good, and but supposedly he's using some of the things he's learnt from being in the Church of Scientology um, to teach people how to drive. And I don't know. What's your opinion, Aunt? I read an article the other day about cults in general and how they work and what differentiates a cult from a religion and so forth. Yeah. And one of the points they made was that, and they used Scientology as an example, if you go and look at science, some Scientology material, for the people that are just getting in, people at low levels, what they're getting is effectively management motivational techniques. Right. You know, the sort of yeah. bullshit that you'd go to um, during your lunch break at work and the company, the company would pay for someone to come in and teach you a technique that'll make you more motivated. And that's when people, the, the quote from the article was, when people say this works for me, that's what they're talking about. Some of the stuff that they're learning, which is actually, might still be bullshit, but it's not, um, you know, it's not the, the woo, mm. aliens, volcanoes bullshit. It's yeah. just the stuff that, you know, if you use this acronym, this will help you remember to set up your appointments properly and things like that. So it's possible that he's learned something in Scientology that he thinks is applicable 
to education in general. Yeah. And that might be what's actually going on there. Yes, I wonder how long he's been in Scientology and sort of what level he is. Level he is, whether he's clear or not. Because if he's not clear, I don't want him teaching my kids how to drive. Right. But hang on, what's clear? Hmm? What's clear? Clear is when you get all the way to the top and you've you've got no oh, thetans right. anymore and you effectively have superpowers. Okay. Um, I've just... So, sorry, I was just reading the article and... Um, Notice it's the um, SEN... Complaining yeah, so, about so it. Yes, yeah, so that's the other point. It's the secular education network is up in arms about this. Yeah. And I wonder if they should be. Well, it's right. because he's trying to get government money to expand his courses. Yeah. Mm. And, and I guess I they're worried. Susie, which is very rude. Sorry, Susie. They're, they're worried, I guess, that he's going to be using that this is a way, this is an end for people to use Scientology. It's, it's unclear at the moment. But what, yeah. I, what I was interested in was that um, uh, it says that. The church's current focus is on moving into its $10.2 million heritage building. Wow. So uh, I, saw, I, so I saw um, a few weeks ago, so there's this new documentary called Going Clear about Scientology. Mm -hmm. uh, and on the, webs, on the Scientology website, you can see where new churches are being, are going to, are planned for the next year. And Auckland is one of them. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. But this is, this is, th so this is telling us where it is. So their new statement church, um, it's going to be in the amazing um, old uh, Whitecliffe Art School in Grafton, this beautiful kind of Victorian era yeah. building, um, which I've been past many times and wondered what it was going to be, be and it's going to be a statement church for Scientology. Mm. They could have got something quite a bit bigger than that, probably, for $10 million if they'd gone out a bit further. I suppose they want to, they want, um, they want shop frontage, I guess. People yeah. walking past. Oh, it's kind of sad. This beautiful it's a nice building. building. It's a gorgeous building. Mm. Well, that's the way they work, isn't it? They just yeah. kind of get people on the street. Yeah, you'll go mm. in and do a, yeah, what is it? A personality test. Yep. So if they've got money to be spending on $10.2 million buildings, then. It said they're getting grants, right? They're getting money. Well, this is his courses. driving school. Yeah. Driving school. It's separate from it's a, the it's a charity church. Class. Separate from. Um, it's just. But it's interesting, mm. right? That they are teaching people in prisons and um, disal one schools and community centres mm. and stuff. Right. So it is this, it you is know, in their mind. Yeah. In their mind, though, you know, he's helping people who need driving licences. And, Which is fine, and um, if he's if the course itself is completely un, uninfluenced, mm. and he's not bringing up Scientology, and it's not in the name, then that's probably fine. Yeah. But I think it's worth putting our hand up and saying, "Hey, can we just examine this for a second? What's going on here exactly?" Yes, but where do you stop, though? I mean, do you do you look at everybody's religious beliefs? That is doing something, doing some public Actually, good. This, this is interesting. Honestly, just about. It also says in the article, his ultimate goal is to open a private school using the applied scholastics technology where parents could also join classes. So is he actually after a charter school, a Scientology no, charter I school? I see. Maybe that's the long-term goal. Hmm. So when are you signing up for his driving lessons? <laughs> well, that's one way of finding out. You probably out don't qualify, do you, as if it's for as people in prisons and stuff? <laughs> You'd have to go to prison, Susie. Yikes. Yes. Commit a crime. Um, so. Right. 
So, Moving on. Oh, yes. Um, my favourite bits. <laughs> Delia's dubious devices. Oh, and I have Nathan Delia. to thank for this one. It is I'm awesome. not sure you necessarily want to thank me, but carry on. The Vag Cam. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. Uh, it is, it's kind of funny how language um, changes. And so now this is called the sex selfie stick <laughs> that lets you take vagina selfies. And they say it's not a dildo. Well, it is. It's basically what it is. You it's a vibrator it a with a camera on the end of it. Uh, and a little... Built, built in, right? Yeah, it's, like it's inside it. No, yeah. no, no, no. So it's, uh, imagine a vibrator and then the end of it, I don't know, do you guys, do you, have you guys seen a vibrator before? I'm not yeah. sure. Okay, so sure. just checking. We've watched right. porn. <laughs> okay, so vibrator and then the end of it is basically clear yeah. with a camera, the camera lens and a little ring of LEDs to light it up. Fair enough. You'd, um, you'd need, obviously. Obviously. And and then it's also apparently oh it's got a, such a bizarre name the Svarcom Gaga camera vibrator, um and uh, and apparently if you have an, an an iPhone or a Mac it will allow you to FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you can FaceTime from inside your vagina. Yep. Uh, and so I I did some looking because I was curious and I found somebody who has indeed put up. A picture of themselves from pictures. inside it's a video from inside oh, yeah. their vagina while they are orgasming is that the youtube that's the youtube video okay we've got a link to that in the notes guys um oh no this video may be a pro uh. oh and then there's <laughs> <laughs> maybe inappropriate for some uh, users and then of course there's quite a few videos showing you how you use it but not actually how you use it just just showing you like look it's got a camera and i'm going to show you what okay. my what you know look at my eye and it's like it's not your eye people are interested in hmm. anyway um <laughs> It's about a hundred bucks or so, and uh, that seems reasonable. I went online, so okay. So all I could think of was when I first saw this is, um, okay. So it's got some lights, but do you really know what it's like inside somebody's vagina? I mean, well, I we guess, do now. We've got a video. We well, can go and check it out. Yes, but oh, they've had to use a particular trick to make it work. Because, I thought of another question as well, but keep talking. Um, well, so so imagine I'm going to do it with my hand. Okay. Right. So imagine putting That's your hand into a fist and sort of putting the the camera in it. What yeah. do you think you would see? Like, do you know you you know you, you know you, you know it you know it's a you think you, you see you, a sort of a pink okay, tunnel. Okay. Right. Well, what do you see a tunnel? I mean, what what happens? Yeah, what does it, it feel it, or like? Or is it compressed? Is it is it? So the first time somebody put a picture on Instagram from this, yeah. it was just a pink blur, blur. because of course right. everything is close to the camera, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not able to focus. And, right. right, there is nothing to see. Yeah. So the way the lady has got round it is to use a um, as uh, 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 oh shit, I've forgotten the word for it now. Basically, it's something that poor women have to use that speculum. opens uh, speculum that opens everything up, right? So words, I know up. words. Stop looking <laughs> at me. Word of the day. <laughs> Was okay, so you, now. <laughs> to open everything up, and then now you can actually see yeah, yeah, yeah. that there's stuff going on. I'm presuming she's not using the vibrator to actually, um, which is my question. To, 
Okay, so what happens when you turn the vibrator on on this thing? Well, it's like trying to, trying to take a camera. So, what I want to, so I went on Amazon to see what people said about it, and there were two reviews, one of which is this is a marketing scam. The best part of the product is the packaging. The camera is unfocused and fails at producing anything but a blur, especially in, mo- in motion. When the company was contacted, they claimed the product was not meant for internal oh, use. What? It's a camera on a dildo, they say. Uh, please don't give them any of your money. You money. Uh, any of you money. Uh, yeah. And then someone else said, I bought this so I wouldn't have to buy both a camera and a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> but it failed in both for my For my holiday pictures. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what they've decided is... Yeah, so this the, is good. The, the, uh, the lights were useful for finding car keys. <laughs> I, like the, the, I like the next sentence after that. That first, the description of using on your pussy is very misleading as my cat could absolutely no pleasure <laughs> I took it to my daughter's play to try and record her scene in which she played a talking tree, but the camera quality was awful, and my husband could barely see it on FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway. forth and so forth. So and people kind of... also looked at me funny when it started making buzzing sounds. <laughs> <laughs> you can change that, and you can change the, the speed and everything, but yeah, basically it sounds like it's not a particularly good dildo. Camera. It's not a particularly good camera. Although the footage of the lady has got herself... Um, which I still haven't uh, seen, that YouTube link um, was sent somewhere else. The, that's the, the one YouTube. on the Penny's Dirty Thoughts. Ah, right. See my vaginal canal during orgasm. Fantastic. It's interesting that there are things like that on YouTube because I thought YouTube was kept pretty clean. Well, they wouldn't have this a clue. Is, it's got this no... This one is not on YouTube. This one is on something. This is just on the web, on, on uh, the blog. Oh, okay. I mean, but it's got no... So this is the one with the speculum. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. That's why I can definitely see, see I can definitely see some genitals on YouTube. It's called Sex Tube, uh, Sex Guide, Medical Sexual Documentary. Woman having big orgasms. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that is using the the vag cam. Well, that's that's at the bottom of the the bustle dot com. Um, oh no! I, sorry, I sorry. No, no, no. Amazing. I clicked on another link from within after that right. video. Yes. Okay. I think probably the most, quite possibly the most amazing thing about this video is she's using a speculum. Yeah. And she's recording this thing. Yeah. And she managed to have an orgasm. Yes. That's impressive. Okay. That seems impressive to me. <laughs> okay. There's, there's no foreplay or anything. She just had the speculum in and decided to grab mine and give it a shot in about 40 seconds. She's good. She's, yes. Wait, anyway, it's very interesting if you really want to see what it looks like from the inside. Vibrator, just... it's crappy. Okay, so this this camera picture is not absolutely terrible. No, that picture is good. That one's but that's right. because she used the It's actually not. It's not. It's not surrounded. Squashed up against, up against yeah. all of yeah, her, yeah, yeah. her muscles. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And so okay. you need to know these tricks. Otherwise, right. you know, it not is just get a, a, good a blur. But the yeah. first time she did it, yes, that's what she got, and she put it on Instagram, and it's just a pink. It's just pink. Fair enough. Um, anyway, thank you, Nathan. That was that was absolutely much, uh, welcome. Much hilarity. How did you find this, Nathan? It was in one of my Facebook groups. <laughs> Don't ask. Um, okay, so I guess we're going to do the word of the day. Mm. Today's word of the day is quadrable. Quadrable. Now, copying paste that so you guys can see it. 
Well, so this is something, something to do with four. four. <laughs> uh, maybe. And four it's to able. Do... Quadra able. That's your clue. Able to do four things at once. <clears throat> is that your final answer? <laughs> well, it's got something to do with quad bikes. Somebody who's able to do. <laughs> well, it's something that means that something can be multiple. Surely multiplied by four. It's an argument between four people. Pied by four. And Susie's saying an argument between four people. <laughs> yes, it's a rabble between a quad. Oh, rabble, I see what you did there. <laughs> or it's a quadrable. <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed that Stephen isn't here because he probably would have got it. Oh, this is something to do with quadratic? The answer is capable of being expressed in a finite number of algebraic terms. Quadruple. So we can test him when he shows up. Okay. Um, I'm well, that's give, what I meant. I'm going to give Craig a half a point because I'm feeling generous because he got the maths angle of it. Um, and Susie, just no. <laughs> you should feel bad. Because <laughs> um, Rabble would have had two Bs or something. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, I think I get a point for that because no one actually got it. Craig gets a half a point. Right. Susie fails. And but Susie can I get zero. two points for doing the badge cam? Not on no, this, but no, you, get a, no. you get a gold star for doing okay. the badge cam. All right, cool. Right. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Quote. Craig, give us a quote. Tell Liz. people there's an invisible man in the sky who created the universe and the vast majority will believe you. Tell them the paint is wet and they have to touch it to be sure. <laughs> who by George who is it? Carlin. Oh yeah. That. Genius. Genius man. Very funny. And that is the end. That's it. Um thank you for listening, everybody. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or ask us any questions, check out our Facebook page or our website, thecusp.org.nz. <laughs>